Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Squad Games Podcast, the only podcast where we roll dice and hear ourselves talk. My name's Giacomo, and with me today, I have Dakota, Saya, and as a guest today, Mr. Sheldon. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi, guys. Nice. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up, and I just got to ask you, what's your favorite side dish, and what's your most least favorite side dish? Mm. Prunes? No, thank you. Prunes? Who's having prunes on Thanksgiving? <laughs> is that is that not a thing? No. What are you oh. for? <laughs> I'm not sure. Sometimes people like put red stuff on it. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of cranberries. <laughs> there, that thing. You mean cranberry sauce? Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you on that. <laughs> I could agree with that. That I that I understand. All right, all right. I'm glad we're on the same page. Now I have to think of my favorite side dish. Somebody else go. I can embarrass myself some more. That's <laughs> weird. I can go. My, okay. uh, my favorite is Yorkshire pudding. And I'm actually with Dakota. Least favorite is definitely anything with cranberry sauce on it. I've never had Yorkshire pudding. What is that? It's kind of like, I mean, I would, I would best describe it as kind of like a pancake that you make in the pan that you made the the turkey. And then you pour gravy on it. What the heck? So it's kind of like almost deglazing, sort of. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like a British uh, uh, meal. My my grandparents used to make it every every weekend, and my family adds it to the the thing in uh, Thanksgiving that we that we do, and that's that's my dish that I contribute. It's my favorite. <laughs> All right, I can dig that. I'd be down to try that. Yeah, yeah. I've never I've never had that before either. How about uh, you, Saya? I would say uh, my favorite would be deviled eggs. Um, I realize it's not like traditionally, it's more of like a Thanksgiving appetizer. So if I had to choose an actual dish, I'd say um, probably uh, candied yams. (laughs) But I really like Thanksgiving food. I like everything about it. Like there's not one thing I dislike. So if I had to choose something I didn't like, it'd probably be bread rolls just because it takes up too much space in my stomach (laughs) for eating other things. (laughs) I mean... I feel you with the, the, the yam sweet potato thing there. My favorite part is the marshmallows. Yeah, those part rock. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, it, but it's funny because I only eat it for Thanksgiving or Christmas and that's it. Like, I, I don't have a my normal diet. I don't think I know many people who don't, like, go to Boston Market who make that for, like, an everyday thing. I've never been to a Boston Market. I dislike so Boston Market <laughs> immensely. I worked there um, for a while. I'm going to say my, my favorite side dish. Is either mashed potatoes because of my Irish in me, uh-huh. or really dope mac and cheese. I knew you were going to say the MC. Yeah, I, I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it. I felt it. Uh, but you know, mac and cheese is dope. Uh, you know what else is dope, or was dope because we already just we passed it about a few weeks ago. Was the All Valley Team Tournament, and that's hey, what hey. we're going to discuss today. <laughs> Dakota, go ahead and lead us off because you were you were the you were the front man for this. What a nice segue, I must say. <laughs> was, that was pretty A plus. Yeah. So yeah, we had the biggest uh, kill team tournament of this edition in California, 
Um, it was bigger than LVO. In fact, I th- it could I think it was bigger than Nova. The only one it didn't beat was the Kill Team Open, and we had forty two players. And uh, yeah, it was super excited. We even had nine drops. So it could the day of. So it could have been e- yeah, it could have been a lot bigger. So, um, yeah, I put all my heart and soul into it for the past eight months, and we couldn't have made it happen without the people and the players who actually showed up. We had people come from Northern California. We had people come from San Diego. We had people come from Las Vegas. And uh, I can't thank them more than they, they just mean the world that they actually made the trip to come to such an event. And um, you, I know that you, me and Saya all really put our hearts into it and uh, I have to thank you guys for really making it be successful. One guy Thanks. even stopped by from New York. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We had we had uh, three golden ticket winners there. Um, Travis Cheng uh, stopped by from New York on day two. Came up, said what's up. We had uh, Chris Baki come through, and we had. Um, Kellen Foster from San Diego, who won the other one. And it was kind of like, got a picture with all three of them. And I wish them all the best of luck. You know, Ace, I love you, man, but I hope you lose. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's for the New Mexico thing, right? That's for New Mexico. That's happening on Saturday. We're recording this on the 16th. So if we get this out before then, you know, cool beans. If not, uh, we'll see. We'll know who won. (laughs) So should be cool. Cool. I mean, it's obviously going to be Chris, but all right. <laughs> oh, really? You want to put some bets on that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, I have to bet on Chris. He's my homeboy, but you know, the those no. odds on Kellen are looking pretty sweet from a gambling. I mean, I, but... <laughs> you can get it at four. That's a pretty good team, you know. Like Chris, go and crush everybody. That's that's what you're saying right now. Buy it while it's low. You're gonna make your money. Back. <laughs> well, it's low. What is uh? What is Chris ranked in, in going into that tournament? You mean in ITC? Yeah, he's ranked four, right? Yeah, he should be number four. Who's he playing first? Uh, his first game is going to be against Travis, who we just talked about. Ooh, that should be spicy. Pathfinders versus Blooded on open board loot and salvage. Whoop. Oh, oh. Do, do you guys think they're going to need a chess clock? I mean, I know Chris plays very <laughs> fast as it is, like because he knows his stuff, but those are both teams that just have a lot of models. So get this, they're doing four-hour games at the... Uh, four-hour games? Yeah. How I many think, rounds is it? I, well, uh, it's going to be... So there's eight players, and it's double elimination. I think it's supposed to be seven rounds, if I'm... I think so. But they're doing, yeah, four-hour games, because they're timing it with the with the 40K uh, and AOS stuff that's going concurrently. I mean, Chris, Chris literally played in my tournament and he finished every game in like 45 minutes. Um, I'm sure that this, it could be torturous. (laughs) You better bring like a Game Boy or something. Jeez. Bring the Switch, play some Zelda. Like RTTs, I usually do about two hours. And uh, yeah, I mean, even then you're, you get time to go out and get a snack and, you know, grab a drink, you know. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, there's some cool stuff that happened at the team tournament, though. Moving back to that, uh, we had a ton of new players, their very first tournament, 
And from what I heard, they all had a blast. And that's ultimately like was our goal is to facilitate everyone having fun. We had um, a, a lot of top players come through for California as well. So that was pretty exciting. I don't know if we had as many top players that, that, that we did at SCO, but um, ultimately, like, it was a good turnout for both aspects and both, both teams, and there were some upsets that happened. I think a lot of people were thinking that, um, kind of in order of this, Bats was probably going to get number one or Fly By Nights because both rosters were pretty stacked with players. Well, then I we think had... we should uh, explain a little bit because um, I may be wrong, but this is a team tournament. And sure I don't is. feel like we really explained how that works because sure. I don't think we've done a lot of team tournaments in Kill Team. Especially in Kill Team, yeah. And yeah I was going to say, I yeah. think it's very much a Warhammer thing, but this was a very different um, play style. And it was very fun, and but it did require you to rely on other people because it wasn't just individual versus individual. And I think that's kind of what made this so exciting and unpredictable was because you went, you came to this with a team of three and together as a team, you had to fight another team. And so there was a lot more than just who was a better player. Sometimes people could stack it. So their worst player would play your better players. So the other two had a chance to beat. it was interesting. It was, there was a lot of dynamics to how, how people played this. And I, I think that should be addressed as well. Yeah. Yes. It's uh it's pretty interesting essentially like both players roll off both the team captains whoever wins the roll off gets to choose the first board and at this particular tournament there was two open boards and one into the dark board. Uh and the uh, then opposing team had to choose one of the other boards and then they would each kind of get together and choose a board uh to put one of their players on. And um, from that point, they would get to choose the two remaining players for either side. And then the two players that didn't get picked would have to play on the unpicked board. So there was, it sounds a little complicated. It's a little bit easier to do in a video. By next year, we'll, we'll, we'll get that video doing. <laughs> uh, Sheldon was actually uh, a player on a team bats. How did you feel about it? Like what were your feelings? Yeah, I mean- yeah, it was a it was a fun kind of mini game that you had to do before every every game, right? And uh, we spent a lot of time. I can tell you, uh, the night before each uh, event, sort of mapping out the different possibilities. Oh, if he picks this, you know, if they pick this one as your defender, we're and we pick this one, then this, you know, we'll probably end up with this matchup, and then we'll have this matchup. And we kind of tried to game it a little bit, um, maybe not as successfully as some other teams there, but. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a fun, like, you know, you, you, there's multiple levels. You're you're dealing with not only matchups that you want because, you know, uh, for instance, you know, we want we wanted to make sure that you know we didn't put a team versus a bad matchup for that team. But then we also, you know, had to think about players. And then uh, Dakota had a you know a little wrench there with the uh, one of the boards was always an into the dark board. And so we also had to kind of think of that, like, for instance, for Bay Area Tournament Squad, we were always trying to keep uh, Jamie, who was our Phobos player, out in the open, and our uh, Chris, who was our blooded uh, player, into the dark. And so we had to kind of find a way to sort of make that happen each game and, uh, you know, game the system a little bit to try and 
force the matchups we wanted, you know, that sort of thing. It was fun. That's good to hear. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting strategies from each team. And I think as the tournament went on, a lot of players were getting better and better and better because ultimately this was a lot of players' first tournaments and it was a lot of players' first team tournament, which I'm a big fan of in the 40K realm. So I kind of wanted to bring that to the uh, to kill teamers in general and see what they uh, kind of what they thought and how successful it could be. Yeah, with team tournaments, what's nice about it is regardless of whether you're doing good or bad, you never really feel that bad because you're with your friends and you're still having a good time. So that that's something I always really enjoy and why it's one of the few tournaments I'll go to for 40K is the team tournaments. Like Dakota I also, and I, we make that trip out. Yeah, to the I, LVTT. It was a lot of fun. I also think it's pretty encouraging for new players to, if you're a new player, you can just join up with other people who are a little bit more experienced. And I think it really does help ease you into tournament settings too. Very true. Yeah, and then we had a lot of, I think I actually gave out more prize prizes for like more trophies and stuff for hobby than I did actual like first place, second place, third place. Yeah. But some people brought it this year. Like some yeah. people just incredible. <laughs> like the bats. Oh my gosh. Like I, I'm going to, I'm not just saying this because Sheldon's on the call, but the display board that these guys brought was so ridiculous. Like I feel like other people didn't even want to put their models up. They're like, well, okay, well. Yeah. So <laughs> what, what was fascinating is that that's kind of typical at 40 K tournaments, right? Uh, that people will bring a display board with everything. And um, I feel like with their epic display board that they brought, I feel like hopefully that's going to make other people think about next year. You know, maybe more of them are going to do that because it was a really cool thing to see. Like, Sheldon, you built that, right? It was three different display boards. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Dakota, you were hyping up how uh, how stacked the competition was going to be. I was like, oh, no. the the display boards that we're gonna have there and i think like uh there were only like two teams i think that brought like display boards uh yeah yes and uh yeah hopefully hopefully in the future we see more of that because it was definitely fun uh you know sort of figuring out because uh, you know when you're thinking about a display board for the you know your team that's one thing, but we had sort of an extra level where we had to think of like, oh, we have to make all of our teams work together to to make a, a diorama that makes sense. So it wasn't just, oh, you know, here's my my intercession squad on a cool display board. It's like, oh, I have my intercession squad and Jamie's Phobos versus Chris's Blooded coming out of a you know, chaos portal, that sort of thing. But it, it, you could totally tell that's what was happening when you looked at it though that's what was really neat about it is it, like it actually looked like it was like a snapshot of a battle and i was yeah. like it was very clear what was going on you even had the little tower that was on fire and like <laughs> they guys they created smoke uh, and then like he had like lights flashing inside of it and i was like this is by far the coolest thing i've ever seen so yeah i think you can do you have any photos of that up on your instagram i have, I have a video that i'm going to post but i will definitely try to tag sheldon i think that that's on Squad Games, right? The Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And Sheldon, do you have any of it on your Instagram? Uh, I probably should. I, uh, I'll, I'll get it up there. <laughs> All right. <good. laughs> that's the and, it will be. and that's a uh, that's at Kill Stream, uh, Kill Team Stream, correct? Correct. On Instagram. Um. Yeah. They they definitely had it, and th- there was Vegas did give you a run for your, for your money. They uh, they won best painted, and that's with yeah. Whopper, uh, Tim and Alec. Um. Yeah. 
and they they definitely brought it. Alec had a really cool, pretty painted um, uh, Necrons. They were all like different colored, shiny metallics. Then you had Tim who brought Harlequins. <laughs> the, the it, the it, and they were all it. yeah. And his display board was they were all under underneath inside this the inside sewer. this the yeah, sewer, and dragon, then they had a he was dragging like a Phobos <laughs> down to the sewer, and it's just yeah, all of them a Phobos like, painted like, all in yellow, like Georgie. <laughs> yep. You know, it was good. And then Whopper always with his amazing, amazing painted, um, yeah, Gene Circle, Gene, yeah, Gene Circle, the Worm Blade. There we go. And uh, they won best painted, and they they definitely deserved it. So that was uh, that was really strong of them. Um, before we move on from that, we should probably touch the rest of the painting, right? The only person to score a hundred percent the whole time I've done hobby track so far has been Sheldon and his Phobos. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so he scored the highest on that, uh, which congratulations, Sheldon. That's that's a difficult thing to do to nail all those. You really, <laughs> you definitely tried hard and uh, fantastic. We appreciate that, man. Yeah, we do. Hey. The hobby, the hobby aspect is my favorite part, right? So before we get too far away from uh, talking about Whopper's team, I do want to point out that that he was uh, displaying his guys on one of their kill team battle boards that they make. Oh, yeah, yeah, on Etsy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. Do you know, on Etsy that he make they make custom uh battle boards. Yeah, do you cool. do you know his Etsy shop name? Yeah, it is it? uh Tabletop Tools 3D. There oh, we go. One, one and what's word. cool about these boards is that like especially for a kill team, the the barricades, they actually have like slots made into the board so the barricades can become a part of the display. And I think it's like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. it's super cool. I swear we're not sponsored by them. No, we we're are not. not sponsored. We're not. I just <laughs> I just uh they said they wanted to send me I just one. like them. They're cool. <laughs> they're they're cool, you know, and uh I think that uh they do a excellent job at making display boards. So if you guys are looking for a cool display board to hobby up, check them out for sure. And then um, the best painted, we gave out first, second, and third for each model. And I tell you what, the amount of people that brought out amazing models yeah. was, was almost ev- almost every single person. And we had like six or seven judges, three staff members from the store. Uh, we had uh, Travis Chang, guest judge. And then we had us three all pick our favorite models and stuff. And ultimately, there's a couple ties, but we all boiled it down to the final three. Um, Everyone who participated, thank you so much. You gave us some some stuff to do on our on our lunch break, and uh, it was awesome. Yeah, shout you out get... to not eating lunch. Hell yeah! <laughs> so uh, we had in first place for that Whopper, who brought a Vindicare Assassin. Yep, number and, six. Yeah, and then we had uh, Jonathan Marquis. Mar- Marquis Marquis. I sure hope we're saying that right. Mark? Yeah, yeah. Jonathan, uh, he brought. Uh, a really big Necron and his dudes were super cool because he, all of his bases were like in the ocean, but they also looked like they're coming out of the aether. So it was a really interesting and cool idea. And it really just blew a lot of people away. And so this he, was, this was a single model competition. For correct. This was painted, this, this one was single, but Jonathan's army altogether was crazy to look at. Like it's yeah. just the way that the, they just melded into each other was amazing. Yeah, it was super cool. And then we had finally James Robinson with his Geller Pox. I think the night before he went home and finished the model's base and did a bunch of addition additional touches to it from the first day. That got him and, third. Uh, it got yeah, him. It got him third. 
that jelly pox came out strong. His, I don't know what he did on his bass, but I loved it. I, I, I literally only voted. I was like, the basses make this whole thing. Like it was, it was crazy. It was like a goopy boogery substance with like little eyes coming out. Yeah, that was my favorite like, part. He did such a good job. I would love to give out a couple shout outs. I don't know if you guys had any other shout outs for it, but um, particularly uh, Matt, he he came through and he had a really sick um, white scars intercession team, which I yeah. thought were painted super well. Yeah, and then. Um, I'll I'll let Giacomo shout out Paul. It was, it was it's the literally this I believe it was the right arm just the right arm was done right yeah and the axe you you look at the right arm and the axe of this commando and you just look at the technique and how long that takes to do and right away I was like you know what I've been there I love that I know it's not going to be finished for a while but when it's done it's going to win a lot of things. What's really yeah. funny is when we brought up the staff from Gameology to vote, they were like trying to vote for that model. It's like, guys, it's just an arm. You can't vote for just the arm. They're like, put this arm. I was like, no. It definitely hit a lot of people's top three, even an unpainted model. So, I Paul, know. my Best guy, show. Best show my guy finish that model and bring him back so he can win. All right. Um, Please. I have a, a shout out. Um, I think it's Miguel. Okay. Um, yeah. His. He brought uh, a model forward, but I felt like his whole team together, he is a phenomenal painter. And it's like, I, I, he showed me his work that he didn't bring. And I was, I mean, it, it just blows me away. And I, and I feel like just because his, um, his Imperial Navy breachers were just so uniformed, I think they kind of got looked over a little bit. But if you actually got down and looked at them, they were so well painted. Just I mean, if, if you've seen his custodes, my goodness, those guys are Oh my sick. gosh. Uh, Sheldon, do you have any that you thought that you thought were super cool? I mean, uh, my favorite personally, and the ones that I voted for were, were Alex, uh, Necrons, uh, uh-huh. just be purely from a, from a design perspective, like the aesthetics of that team are just so gorgeous because the color choices and the, the color shift paints and he had, uh, you didn't, you couldn't really, um, get the full effect there but he originally made them for the uh the after dark event and they glow in the uh the black light no way really yeah they are really cool to look at um uh in the in the black light uh so i don't think they shine as as well under under regular you know uh game store lighting but under the black light they are they're quite impressive and uh you know, maybe technically not like as epic as like someone like Whopper or or uh, uh, Miguel or you know, but the 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 beauty of the color choices and and uh, the aesthetics got me. And then there was a uh, Dylan Fall on Your Brush. I think that's his name on Instagram. Dylan. He had uh, some Death Guard models that also got a couple votes. We had. Oh yeah, uh, I liked his work too. I yeah, he that. had he had some good stuff. We had another Geller Pox player who who got a couple votes. Um, I think the I think the the gameology staff just loved Nurgle, <laughs> 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 but I don't think that it was undeserved. We had a lot of people. There was a lot of split votes. You know, um, ultimately, we just had a really good turnout for for painting and hobby track. So thank you everyone who participated in that. I have noticed that like nurgly things tend to lead themselves better to more uh more detailed painting because they have so many little like boils and pustules and that sort of thing. Agreed. And eyeballs. 
Yeah. Oh, the other the other Geller Pox was was painted really nicely. It was by Daniel from Blue Gnome Games. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The yeah. owner of Blue Blue Gnome Games, but yeah, I remember yeah. his stuff being pretty pretty cool too. Yeah, that was some, that was something super cool. We actually had I reached out to a bunch of game stores to have them send teams because it's called the All Valley Team Tournament. It's kind of like the Karate Kid. You know, we're in California, we're in the Valley. You know, have all these teams come from different stores to compete. Um, and we had a uh, gameology show up. We had a uh, gameology. We had, uh, <laughs> we had bats, which is the Bay area tournament squad from up North. Uh, we had next gen games from LA. We had geeky tees from Burbank. Is it Burbank? Yeah. It's, it's in the Burbank area. Yeah. We had uh, blue gnome games from, I think it's Hollywood Beverly, or Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Be- Beverly yeah. Hills. My guys. And then we had a uh, war room games come out from Vegas. Yeah, so, Vegas. So they all represented their stores uh, exceedingly well. In fact, one of those teams, which we'll get to later, uh, won Best Sportsmanship. So that's really big, especially in my eyes. I think sportsmanship is kind of like the cream of the crop. You know, that's it's it's harder to to, to there's only one sportsmanship award, you know, um, and it's hard to play in a, in a competitive environment and and actually win that. So. Weren't there three uh, sportsmanship awards? Those this awards. time there was because it was a it was a team <laughs> yeah. tournament. We'll just we'll just talk about it now. Backstabbeth, the team Backstabbeth. They hilarious because that's their name. I mean, such really, a good name. Go and they're like, you guys are the best sports. <laughs> yeah, they are. They came out and they they crushed it. There was Abel who was playing Legionaries, Dylan who was playing Death Guard. And then Alex Popov, Alexander Popov, he was playing Warp Coven, and they were representing uh, Next Gen Games, and they came out and they not only did they 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 scored pretty well, but they also got the majority vote. War Room Games was a close second, um, but you know, uh, ultimately, and I think I think it was TNT. Was it TNT who got the third place? I don't the know. The third they were my most actual... votes for it. They were my personal vote, and I just thought they were like the nicest guys. It was Rudy, Adam, and Mace. I just thought mm-hmm. that it was first time ever meeting them. I'm really glad that they they got a team together. But also, like, um, their energy was great. Like, they just were just the nicest guys, and I, I I appreciated them like showing up and just being cool dudes. Oh yeah, Alec always gets my vote as best sportsman. Yeah, Alec and Whopper. <laughs> Whopper will tell you like curse words to your face but in such a good mannered way that you still vote for him for best sportsmanship he walks into the room and he's like the best sports arrived you know and you still vote for him because he's just that guy he has like him a really, and Alec. really goofy demeanor which is very it's very pleasant to play against he was yeah. the hardest guy to take photographs of. Like I was trying to get like <laughs> so elusive. No, yeah. he's not. He posed so ridiculous. I'll post him on Instagram. But like every time, I catch him off guard occasionally. But if he knew I was taking a picture of him, I just get the silliest things from him. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so look like you're in a tournament. <laughs> like come on. So at the majority of my of my tournaments, um, any any best sportsmanship wins basically free entry to my next tournament and for this team i also offered them uh free entry to the next team tournament because i would love for that team to come back and just compete and i think that that's something that maybe doesn't get pushed out enough in the in the kill team atmosphere and i i hope that you know tournament organizers start to reward sportsmanship more highly because i think it's important agreed you want to have those kind of players yeah 
Sheldon, who on sportsmanship, you played f- six games, right? Six games. Correct. And uh, who was your favorite person to play against? I mean, everybody was amazing, uh, but I definitely think best game for me would have to go to maybe Benjamin from the Bare Minimum Bandits. Okay. Uh, he was playing uh, Legionary, and uh, yeah, he was just such a treat to play against. Uh, he did some some tactics I, I was just not expecting and, and had never seen before, uh, and uh, he was just such a nice guy the whole time. And uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a wonderful game, and he was a he was a cool guy. Yeah, Ben is a homie. He came through uh, in Kill Team First Edition, and this was his first tournament back in uh, for this for this season for this edition. So it was really nice to see him coming out. What was your uh, what was your toughest matchup? Would you say toughest? Well, I mean, obviously you got to give that to Austin from Team Angry. Uh, they did get first. I would assume. Yeah. I would assume they were pretty good. Every game was uh, close close for me, um, uh, or or a win, except for that game where I just got uh, destroyed. <laughs> uh, well, what was he playing? Completely, but with well, a smile on his face and a handshake <laughs> at the end, and uh, I was still uh couldn't figure out what happened <laughs> oh yeah, he, well, yeah he's it was, playing pathfinders that's right yeah and i mean you got thrown to the wolves right twice you had to play pathfinders back to back in two different games oh awful. yeah uh well you know i was the that that was that was my job as <laughs> <laughs> so you had to play a bearded and then austin or was it austin and then austin bearded? And bearded yeah oof which actually oof. worked in my favor because uh i did not let all of the same tricks <laughs> uh, happen again twice and okay. uh, I learned a lot from the game with Austin <laughs> not to do uh, because Austin took out my entire team in two turns um, uh, that's rough yeah it was, it was, I lost half of my team turn one it was it was uh, one of the bloodiest games I've ever had and uh, yeah and then I went into the game with Beernid already kind of aware of, of how how bad it can go and uh managed to scrape by with a one point loss wow uh, so um it's a big improvement yeah. yeah that one was into the dark though compared to the other one was Correct. open board i assume yeah yeah so with austin was on open board and then against bernard was into the dark on uh, actually one of uh, the arena tables uh, ah there we go and uh yeah uh it was a very very Neck and neck game. Thought I was winning at the beginning, and then Bernard came out very end and got that uh, that that last point at the end and and took it. And uh, yeah, it was a nail biter the whole time. <laughs> nice. Yeah, especially because intercession rock on uh, into dark in my experience, and Tau have a little bit harder of a time. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people say Pathfinders aren't good in, into the dark, but I I. I would uh, say don't say that so quickly. <laughs> they are definitely a team that has a lot of tools. And I think uh, once players learn which tools work really well inside uh, versus outside, I think we're going to see uh, really good performances from them into the dark, just like we're seeing open. They're just so a question, small team. Question to the TOs. What was um, your Giacomo, what was your toughest call or rule decision at uh, the team tournament? It came down to the type of barricade that were being used. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh. We, didn't, we didn't. We didn't think about this. There wasn't like a standardized type to pick from yet. Like there, there is was, now. There is now. <laughs> we, we cleared that up. But uh, you know, because if you're if you're a good player, you can figure out how to use the gallo dark ones, and you can just get within one inch to protect yourself. But your so opponent you can't, get, can't charged. get. Yeah, can't charge you. Yikes. So it's it's those little things that most players probably wouldn't do. But when you're at the top tables and you know that, you know, if we don't have a certain rule to, or a saying, like we don't make a call to be like, you have to use these ones, this, I forget what the dimensions are, but if you're using the ones from like the, what is it, Octarius starter set or from the essentials kit, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. And the other ones are from Into the Dark. From Into the Dark. Yeah. Uh, The Gallo Dark ones don't fit those dimensions. So if you want to make your own, you 3D print them, just make sure they're in those dimensions. We're going to have that in the packet updated. Yeah, and I talked to a bunch of TOs this past week from all over the United States and from Spain, and everyone's on the agreement that everyone should be using essentials. So either we were behind on it or, you know, it is what it is. We figured it out. Yeah, yeah there, um, there was a huge discussion in the discords uh, where we were all talking about it, and I remember Chris busted out the calipers and measured everything uh, to, like, the, <laughs> you know, degree of millimeters or whatever, and... Uh, uh, then uh, I think it was Sigma was the one who eventually found uh, the line in in the uh, in the Into the Dark book that says that you can't use those bar- those uh, barricades unless it's a narrative mission, and that oh. killed the deal for everybody. And I was like, okay, well, there it is. <laughs> and uh, Saya, how about you? What was your hardest rules call? Um, I think it came down. <laughs> uh, it was one of those things where. When I was got, I got, I think I, I, Giacomo and I actually had to handle this one together because it was one of those things where we, it was an intent kind of thing. Uh, but someone called us in because someone didn't list off their equipment. Oh, and yeah. that, and it was interesting because it kind of like, I'm glad that these things happened because it's like, you know, you know, this is a pretty close community. But with this was, uh, when this, after we made this judgment call, we kind of had to stand back, like, you know, when we do tournaments, we're going to have to, like, really write down rules on, like, when you're playing with intent, if you're going to sloppy play, you know, like, what are we, what are we going to allow, what are we not going to allow? But this one was interesting because uh, a player didn't want another player to use equipment because he didn't state his equipment. And I was like, oh, well, where's your guys' equipment? And neither one of them had wrote them down. But one of the players <laughs> asked the player what his equipment was, but he didn't ask the other one what his was. And then he tried to use it against him later in the game. And I was like, look, guys, <laughs> technically, neither one of you can have equipment then if you're going to if you're going to start pulling that. Um, but um, they're they they settled it n- nicely. But I was like, if you're if you're not following the rules to a T, I don't feel like you can call another player out either later on in the game because neither one of them had written down their equipment. But for us as TOs and us as like running bigger tournaments. I think it's something that we're going to also have to discuss, like how nitty gritty are we going to get down on like, most, you know, like what are we going to do? Cause it was like, that's, some people are going to use this to their advantage and some people are going to be chill about it, but we're going to have to figure out how to, how to balance that. That's one of the reasons why I spent this past week, like writing a bunch of sportsmanship rules and writing a bunch of other things, right? Reading them. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Sheldon, what was your like biggest kind of like rules discrepancy or something oh. in a game? <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, I just wanted to touch on what Saya said, that, um, there isn't really a standard for equipment, uh, disclosure. There's not. We read it in the book. We, like, pulled it up and it says, you should tell but your But you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like. 
Uh, so, I mean, what what typically at, at the the Bat Cave, what we do is we put little uh, fun little um, rubber bands to represent yeah. our equipment. But uh, you know, players might might enjoy doing that. Just get some little colored rubber bands and put them on your models to. Uh, or they can use the squad games I, tokens of all the grenades that I just gave yeah, out at the team tournament. Yeah, they're so cool! <laughs> I love that. I saw those for this for this event, and I was like, "This is so cool!" I appreciate that because I'm a chaos player. And all those Phobos and all, and all those intercessors, they look exactly the same to me. Like, I have no idea which one's which. And then, like, you guys are like, this one's the grenade. I was like, I thought that one had the grenade. So I appreciate it. I mean, yeah. yeah. I had a pretty good tournament in terms of, like, rules disputes with uh, maybe maybe one major exception, which was uh, in my game against Beernid, there was a, uh, a interesting um, uh, interpretation of the way that the the um, photon grenade works and he tried to throw it through a couple walls on into the dark. And uh, it, it's one of those things, you know, sloppy rules, writing GW, whatever you want to call it. But it was was very, I saw where he was coming from, but yeah, I mean, we ended up having to, I think call you over and you ruled it. Um, It didn't have any effect on the game, but it was definitely an interesting, uh, um, uh, you know, quirk of the of the rules. Sometimes on those high level games, you come up with something that's like, "Oh, this it doesn't actually have an answer." <laughs> we need uh, Dakota to make one up. <laughs> yeah, it was it was difficult because the way he read it was that you know you don't really need line of sight or vision, which I could see where he where he where he read that from because when I first read it, I was like, "Oh wait, what?" And I had to double take it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then ultimately, like I I ruled back to that. Ultimately, you still need. Uh, visibility in order to 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 throw the photon grenade, even if it says that you don't need line of sight. Um, so um, one of mine was uh, my hardest decision was something that I'm going to take as a growing lesson as a TO because I felt like I I mis I mishandled it, and it was um, you know there was an argument. The only real giant argument that happened at the tournament, uh, I could I couldn't get the two players to to stop arguing because there was some heated feelings between the two. And, uh, it was, um, it was difficult for me because I should have went up to them originally and said, like, when I couldn't calm them down originally was to give them both yellow cards. And then, and then if that didn't work, then proceed to give them both a red card. Um, but ultimately I didn't do that and I will be doing that in the future. Um, and you know, I felt like, I felt like I failed as a tournament organizer in that aspect because there was an argument on my clock and I could not get it to stop. And it was frustrating for me. And I look forward to being able to um, correct that in the future by obviously these rules that I've been spending this past week on getting people's feedback and stuff like that. So So this is going to be like a code of conduct towards like playing as well. Yeah. And sportsmanship. Yeah. And sportsmanship, but also, you know, we've been discussing as a, a team um, implementing, uh, like, I hate to have to say this, but this does happen. But like, if people misuse rules slash, I'm going to say it, everybody hates saying it, but if they cheat, if you cheat by moving people a little bit too far, and I mean, like, people make accidents, and that's one thing. And but like, when it's intentional, it's been called out. Uh, I think we're going to move forward in, in tournament settings about being uh, more progressive about catching people doing things like that because it's not fair to everybody else. And we've realized now that um, 
Well, this has been from a couple of tournaments has, now, right? Well, yeah, like, it, no, this wasn't all. This wasn't all the all Valley. It, it, it's just been, been something where like we get players who will come back weeks later talking about how they felt. Um, you know, just like it, it bummed them out playing wise, or it, it causes kind of like like drama in other areas because no one yes. really knows how to handle the situation. And so, like, we're trying to make it a better yeah. playing experience for everybody by be, like bringing the rules forward or code of conduct forward, and then like how we're going to implement rules and i think that's gonna make everybody feel better as well especially if they have to report something be like oh that's against the squad games rules and i think that makes it a little bit easier yeah sometimes it was like dice sometimes it was like it was like uh movements that possibly shouldn't have been done and um, equipment that they and they like would shift them around on different characters or something like that and it could have been an accident it absolutely could have been or they misplayed um or they misplayed um you know, tack ops, or they took the wrong ones before, or something like that. Sheldon. Oh uh, yeah, I, I I have to admit, I really appreciate that you're writing down all these rules and and making a, a formal guideline because I mean, for my events uh, that I had ran previously, we kind of just defaulted to the to the ITC guidelines, and uh, <laughs> you know, those are those are made for 40k. You know, it's nice to have something specific to kill team, and I'm glad you guys have been putting in the work to to you know uh get something that that you know everybody can follow and uh you know like you said earlier in the in the podcast uh sportsmanship is uh the best thing that we can have and uh, i think you know having really uh solid guidelines is a, a great tool to help engender that sportsmanship you know because that's yeah. at the end of the day you know nobody wants to cheat you know do you want to do you want to feel like you won because you played your best game and your opponent played your best game their best game and you had you just you just outplayed them or do you want to feel like oh you got one over on them or something like that no you want to feel like you played the best game and you got you got a good result because you were you you won fair and square right and uh you know i think this is a great step towards making that a reality yeah we we ultimately don't want to be 40k right we're already starting <laughs> to see we're already starting to see rules bloat we have 37 different teams that i know of right um and there's like a lot of rules to know a lot of rules to understand and um it's harder for newer players to know exactly what's going on like for me when i jumped back into 40k at this past team tournament i know that i i misplayed some rules for playing yanari because i was new like i was like oh this can do this this can do this and then i even underplayed some things like so the d cannons can do 2d8 or no, it was two. It's like a D six plus two in the whole tournament. I ran them D three plus two. Yeah, but and so like that's like a new player. Like we're we, yeah. all human beings. We understand things like that. I don't want people to be like, "Oh, you made a mistake. Here's a here's a yellow card." You know exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's 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 the other thing is that sometimes these moves, sometimes these dice rolls, or something like that, are just mistakes. And ultimately, I feel like hopefully the sportsmanship code of conduct can can start to nip some of those in the butt so we can come up and just be like hey this is a nice warning of like you know like you know you need to play a little better play a little tighter and then ultimately we can come in with a second sportsmanship card and give them minus points it all depends it all depends a a two like of course that'd be like sometimes that's all a player needs is a small reminder of that we're all humans and we're all playing with tiny little plastic figurines and ultimately it doesn't really matter if you win or lose you know, it's just, we're all here playing and having fun. And that's the most important part. My only note is, why are they yellow cards and not orange cards? This is Kill Team. 
That's true. That's true. Orange, orange and black cards. Because we it. follow football. <laughs> you mean soccer? Yeah, I did it because okay. that's the universal name. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Hey. There you go. It's very yeah. mad of me. It is. It is. But I, I feel like we can learn from 40k, and I don't want to become the next 40k. You know what I mean? And I think that if we if we nip it in the butt, everyone as an organizer, everyone like that, we can all grow and be better. I don't know if this is everybody, but I've just noticed that uh, a lot of players are very uncomfortable calling TOs over. And I feel like just calling a TO over would fix a lot of situations. Cause I, I feel like sometimes things get escalated because you have hurt feelings because you think someone did something wrong and maybe they didn't know it either. And so this just kind of creates a little bit of a drama as well. That's not necessarily needed, but we do want everybody to feel uh, heard and valued. And I think that, People need to, how do, how do we get people to want to call TOs over more and feel comfortable doing it? And it's not like you're calling somebody else out on that. It's not a bad thing to, to get a little help. And it's, have, you ever, have you met you guys? Because you guys are all awesome. <laughs> I want you over at my table all the time. <laughs> I mean, I stayed I stayed in the back corner where we had um, two teams that were brand spanking new. And I just stayed there the first day. It was just in the back because they were going like, we just... We literally don't know how to play. I need to ask every <laughs> single rule, which is fine. I was fine being in the corner. You guys had the other sides. It was great. Yeah. Oh it was gosh. funny. We actually into the dark. I was just like they're like ask me questions, like and I'd look at them as confidently as possible. Like, well, let's look it up in the book because I was like, there you I go. Don't know. I don't know because <laughs> I haven't played it yet. But yeah, I know a lot about it now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it's it was really impressive the amount of people that actually came out that's never played in a tournament before. You know, in fact, some of them they were getting their first, second, or even third game was the, was in the team tournament. That was where they were starting, and it was really cool, really cool to see these newer players come in and actually like come into a slightly competitive environment and actually like rock'em sock'em's, you know, and have some fun. So that's something that I, I thoroughly enjoyed about it. And it's something that you can't really cater to in a single tournament because it's so much more competitive, right? So like being able to see all these people come out and hopefully we grow the scene some more because 42 players in SoCal, that's some big news that we only had 40, was it Sheldon, 40 players at OVO? You ran last OVO. Oh was yeah. 40? And that 40th player was me. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, that was through the pandemic. So like. yeah, yeah, we're hoping to grow. You know, uh, uh, every every event. Uh, I think we were on a really good trajectory last edition, and then the pandemic hit. And you know, yeah. what are you gonna do, right? So yeah. I personally uh, feel like forty players during a pandemic is actually pretty good. True. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. So going, getting, moving away from the negative aspects, I felt like we we probably touched on that enough. Um, what was your guys' favorite aspects of the tournament? I, the whole thing. I really liked that, uh, and I said this a few times in different places, but the the camaraderie of the team made it so special. Like, um, you know, strategizing. Oh, you know, like, like, oh, I'm I'm going to be going up against this team. Uh, what should I do? And talking to my, you know, team captain Chris, and he's like, okay, well, make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. You know giving me tips, you know, if you go up against this team, do this, you know, do that. If he does this and then, uh, the feeling of, uh, winning and it actually mattering, not just because of, you know, me doing better, but because I, I won and the, the team was able to move forward. Like, uh, our first game, uh, Jamie tied 
And uh, so my win actually uh, put us as a win, and it was like, oh, wow, that that feels really good to be the reason that we moved forward, you know? And, uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the wins were sweeter and the losses were that much harder, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. I think that's really cool. I never really looked at it that way. I've just, I've never actually played in a team tournament. So I was like, I, I didn't know the appeal from it, but I think what was great was looking at all the new players and they'd be huddled up. And sometimes it'd be like two new players and a seasoned player or two new players. And one of them was like a Warhammer player. And so it was just like fun to see how fun it was. And also they looked less scared, less terrified. Like Dakota said, this was like their first or like what, the third or second, third and fourth game. And it was like, they, they seemed more confident going forward. And I, I kind of wish that my first tournament was kind of a team tournament. <laughs> Once you play a turn team, turn team, team tournament, you never go back. Teenage Mutant How about Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. It's kind of like the prunes, right? What about you, G? Uh, for me, it was when we were doing the prize giveaway day two. So at the okay. end, just like there was so much excitement there and it feels really good to see everyone engaging in little things like that that the tournament's over now you know you might not have won anything but there's still like the random chance you could get something and everyone gets really excited and when people would come around at the end after everything and just say thank you to everybody who was hosting it to the whether it was the staff at gameology or whether it was us it felt good to just be like yeah, yeah you know we did this and i'm i'm really happy that we could make this happen for them it feels so nice you know i want to yeah. shout out to everybody who's listening who went and even those who didn't go but maybe want to go in the future you know, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it was cool. I think we gave out like sixteen raffle prizes, seventeen raffle prizes. I gave away like four thousand dollars worth of Luster's Workshop product, um, and then there was um, a store credit on top of all that. You know, and ultimately, like I have a couple favorite moments, and I can't really say like which was my absolute. My first one was. When we all first got there, the amount of energy and excitement in the very beginning and everyone, you know, cheering and having fun and me explaining it, how everything should work, me messing up the first time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, going through and talking, uh, talking to everyone, that very first moment, everyone like just getting there and that feeling, that ampness, you know, was huge. Um I loved it when Chris was like, so we're not doing it the way you pet the pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh and I was, like, I was like, oh, maybe. I, think <laughs> I wish I made this video. <laughs> another favorite moment was the fact that like when you were selling product to players, because players obviously want like wound counters and things like that because they're cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, they're easy to use. But what's funny was like the fact that you'd walk around with a, like a big hammer and like, <laughs> and like, I like, I looked yeah, over one very... time, and I remember you were like, someone asked you to come over to like, like specify rules, and you like, you walked over with a hammer. And I just looked over. I was like, what is going on over there? Because you were like <laughs> down with it, and I was like, okay. all right. So, so, so the listeners have have ex- know why I had a big rubber mallet in my hands is that people were or so, would sometimes buy like wound counters and other things from me, and I would uh, take the rubber mallet and friction friction fit the magnets into them there it's like i feel like it's like a benihana experience you know you get to see me bent over on the floor with some magnets and acrylic and pound some magnets into the and make a loud loud noises and stuff and then you get them and you're like oh what am i supposed to do with this now i'm like now break it apart put it together and they're like yes you know it's like it's a very visceral experience 
Oh my um, gosh. Baklava. <laughs> baklava and donuts. Oh my god. Yeah, that was gosh. another good one. I think he brought those for everybody, and then Giacomo and I were just sitting there eating them eating all. Them. <laughs> like everybody's asking, could I have some? Yeah. Because yeah. if not, I'm gonna eat them. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure I ate the most baklava. I ate a lot of baklava. I love baklava. <laughs> Gave me one at the beginning and then was like I was eating it, and then he's like, and I put some uh, some laxative in there. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I believe that that was Rob, right? Yeah, Rob. Yeah. Shout out to Rob. Thanks for those, man. Hey, you want to yeah. come again? Bring some baklava. That's cool. No, I think that like Dakota and I were discussing because we have a holiday themed um, event coming up in December, which we're pretty excited about. But what's that? Um, uh, December seventeenth, right? Yeah. Yep. And it's also LVO prep, correct, Dakota? Yep. It is LVO prep, but yeah. it's also like, it's, we're going to have like a ugly Christmas sweaters uh, competition. We're going to have like uh, eggnog. We're going to have uh, like a Santa's grab bag. I'm probably going to name it some kind of like, maybe like the Red Gobbo's grab bag where you could just pull out prizes. You know? uh, yeah. But like we're like host treats and stuff like that. Cause I was like, I think the one thing that would miss, like when you do those games, I was like, I think that we should have like, copious amounts of caffeine on us and so i was like we we're, we're looking into either sponsorship behind that or maybe just like you know supplying our first couple goes because i mean whew, that yeah sometimes like especially when we do those one day tournaments and we're doing four games in one day oh that's that's a lot my one of my other favorite moments of the tournament was giving away all the prizes everything that i spent like three weeks making you know the fact that i get i get i got to make a bunch of people happy by you know them getting to take home terrain or are you Santa Claus dry erase boards yeah I'm Santa Claus <laughs> as somebody who won that I also enjoyed that part yeah <laughs> um, who made I also it? was it Rob like who just kept well winning well <laughs> Alexander won like three oh, things yeah, in a row he won he won like two terrain sets and and like a dry erase board <laughs> and from just the raffle and then you had uh or the sweepstakes yeah then you had um. Another guy named Esteban. Esteban, he won. Uh, three. Dry he won erase. three dry erase boards in a row, and uh, we didn't know what he was doing. He was like, he was like shoving other people's hands in the air, you know. And eventually, I figured out that he was just—he's like, "Oh, I won again. Let me give my ticket away and fucking shove this dude." <laughs> it was nice because this his whole his whole team ended up walking away with a dry erase board, and I thought that was so sweet that the whole team got to got to get a prize from that. And I, I, I don't know, yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and then all juiced. I love when you brought the best sportsman guys up and uh, they pulled their own teammate out of the thing. <laughs> yeah. Then we had, we had two other fun parts. Uh, one of them was uh, our buddy, Andrew Ramos Ramos, who, who works with me and Giacomo. We convinced him to start playing this game. We strong armed him. And yeah, now he, got another he, one. he likes it. Yeah. He, he likes it. No. He couldn't, but uh, he brought, death watch and when we tried to convince him to bring intercession squad but he he wanted to run death watch so he ran death watch and what then he baller. was the very he was the very last guy to come up and like draw and he was like hey i just want everyone to know that you know like i may not have won everything but i still had fun and everyone cheered for him and then i had and then uh i had someone come up and pull the last one and he won like the terrain board the very next one you know yep. and it was just like 100% the emperor was looking out for him, gave him karma on the spot. You know, like it was sick. Like, I think I gave away like four terrain boards, uh, like, like, like 
seven or eight terrain sets. All the stores walked away with terrain. There was like 16 or 17 like dry erase boards we gave out. Um, I can run my yeah, LVO uh, prep tournament now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another thing was that Monument Hobbies uh, basically sponsored us. Every single like person who won like best uh, best painted, best painted team, best theme team, um, best singular model painted. They all got to walk away with six monument hobby um, paints and uh, a paint dis- a paint board that I made. Uh, it's like wood and acrylic. So. It holds your paints. And I want to shout out, you know, like <laughs> monument hobbies has a very interesting paint because it's all single pigment stuff, which I really no. Appreciate. They don't sponsor us, but they, they don't. But I really, I really like that they're single pigments. From a painter's perspective, that's really good when it comes to mixing stuff. And just getting like you want the absolute blue. This is the absolute blue. Things like that. So you know, if you're yeah. if you're looking to get paints, monument, that's a good one to to get specialty stuff. I have a few myself. I feel like we should touch on first, second, and third because we we haven't really done that. Uh, first place was uh, Team Angry, who yeah. was the Dark Horses. I always thought in the back of my mind, I was like, I think these guys have a chance to win, but I didn't think that they were the clear favorites. And lo and behold, they pulled it out. So those guys, they've been grinding my tournaments, and they they pulled it out, and they they hundred percent deserve it. Well, so, I talked great to James. Job. I talked to James afterwards about uh-huh. their strategy, and he said that they basically used. Um, uh, Jonathan as like a sacrificial lamb. They tried to set it up so he would always play the 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 top player of their team, and uh-huh. then they tried to always set it up so the other two would always get other boards, and it worked really really well for them. And you Jonathan, did. I think, lost every single game, but he literally was playing top players. And like, yeah, he oh, played what? he played he played Chris Baki. He played a bunch of hard <laughs> yeah. Dudes. And so like they were just like, and he's like, okay, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, he just, and I, he played his heart out, but like, I mean, but they set it up so they they definitely use the team tournament setup to their advantage. And I, you know, very clever, clever guys. It worked out very well for them. Yeah, second place was Fly by Nights, uh, who was one of the the favorites, uh, in my opinion. Uh, that was Alex Squires, who's won multiple of my tournaments with Admech, and yep. we've interviewed him. We, it was Bearned, who we've also interviewed, um, and then we had. Rob, it was other, other yeah. Rob, Robert, Robert, yeah, he, he, Robert, the he, craft, the yeah, craft, world craft players, players, yeah, yeah, craft world. I, it's Who's kind of funny amazing. that both, both Robs play like Eldar. Yeah, both Robs. <laughs> every Rob plays an Eldar. We all know it deep in our hearts, um, and every Dakota there, plays an Eldar too. They're uh, they had a pretty good theme. Like their theme wasn't cohesive, but when all their boards were together, I looked at them. I thought that they deserved kind of like a a mentioned. Oh yeah, they they. Their painting jobs were great. They played really well. They scored really highly. And, um, you know, they've won multiple tournaments, right? Or at least they've all got, they've all podiumed in almost mm-hmm. every single one of my events. So they're really good. And then Bay Area Tournament Squad, Woo! they came down from, uh, from the Bay Area, obviously. And, you know, they have the number one ITC USA player, you know, and then they had uh, Sheldon, who's, run multiple big tournaments yeah. and who's been practicing his butt off for this. And then they had Jamie <clears throat> yeah. who is probably one of the better, the best uh, Phobos players I've ever seen because they had, they didn't have the best win rate uh, in ours or in the world. And the fact that he came through and he just like 
smashed people with him. I still don't even know what what roster he was running. Yeah, I mean, I think I I I didn't understand how Phobos weren't doing well because I'd seen Jamie play with them and I was like, I don't think they're beatable. <laughs> <laughs> and then people are like, oh, they're really bad. Same with Blooded. I was like, I don't understand this mentality that these two teams are bad. They beat me every single time they play me. I don't care that. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty uh they're pretty strong because we haven't seen like a huge showing from um uh, Blooded either. You know, like they're typically not played but hopefully people start picking them up and playing them more because i think that once people figure them out obviously they're going to do really really well uh blooded was undefeated at the tournament you know we had a geller pox so was get one of the geller pox is also undefeated james James. and then uh we had a phobe we had a pathfinders also undefeated birnid was also close he had one tie but other than that he was undefeated um I think uh, uh, Dakota, Jack Moe, and Sire were undefeated, right? (laughs) (laughs) Only only defeated. Yeah. I did want to give a shout out to Andrew Ramos' team, the Fighting Mongooses. Yeah. These dudes rolled up with two compendium teams, and they were all Marine-based. So we had Gareth playing... Uh, intercession we had jonathan higby playing gray knights homie came through with gray knights and then we had andrew playing uh the death watch space marines and it's it was pretty cool to see an all imperial faction and all elite faction come through so that was exciting but um i definitely want to give them a shout out there's a lot of people that i want to give a shout out so i just I can't give out 42 shoutouts in a single podcast. Hey, yo, shout out to all the 42 players out there. Let's go. (laughs) Shout out to Planet Earth. Planet Earth. (laughs) And all the homies. So, uh, Sheldon, what did you walk away with from your price support specifically? Uh, So, I had the best theme team and uh, third place um, uh, medallions. The... the, uh, what do you call them? The necklace medallions that you, you made. Uh huh. Um, I also, for third place, we were able to pick one prize and I took a, uh, uh, one of your Necromachina, uh, uh, terrain sets. sets. Hell yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you gave out, uh, some freebies, uh, throughout the event, which were awesome. Uh, AKA those, uh, uh, grenade tokens and your uh actually one of my favorite uh new uh pieces of kill team kit is your uh squad games uh measurement uh widget uh it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty boss um uh and then i bought a few things from you but uh i think i think oh yeah i also got uh one of those monument uh paint sets for the nice. team um I think I think that was all the stuff that I that I won I believe. <laughs> nice. There was just so the, much uh, going on. I was <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot going on. It was a little bit that the award ceremony was definitely a little chaotic, our, but uh Our um our gaming club got a uh, a cool um set of terrain from you as well. And then uh in addition to those things because I helped you out with a few uh, pieces of terrain, you managed to uh, 
fill out three of my uh, my existing Necromachina ter- terrain sets. I sure did. As well as uh, just threw in one of the, uh, an extra uh, green set, which I uh, ended up giving to Chris uh, because uh, green is the inferior Necron color. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> That's the question we got to ask the audience. What is the what is the um, the Necron color that reigns supreme? Probably blue. Hey, that blue set looked dope as Yo, so that blue dope. set and the red set looked great. They did. Yeah, did. And that red set on Mars was really cool. Like the Mars ward, I was like, this is interesting. But uh, is... the blue, the blue at times when it get hit by other light sources and it looked purple. And I was like, this shit looks so good. The Thought the Thought Dynasty or Anarchir's Legions, uh for those lore buffs out there. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We even had a lore quiz. Uh, end of day one. I think one of one of the questions was, "What edition or year did Kill Team actually start?" And Sheldon got it right. I mean, you said uh, it was a lore quiz, and then asked a Kill Team question. Yeah. <laughs> and Kill Team stream is always going to get those. <laughs> um, I I also asked who sat on the golden throne when me the emperor <laughs> when the emperor went to defeat. Um, you also had one that went Horace. answered. Yeah, I did have one that went unanswered, and it was, um, "What is the ship's name?" Uh, on did not go unanswered. The... I answered that. You yeah, don't you get to answer you don't, you it. Don't count though. Sorry. <sighs> you did. So, what was the sh- what was the ship's name in Angels of Death? So, um, and if you guys want to know those, you might have to look them up because I'm not going to spoil them here. All right. What? Was what? It? <laughs> It's blade ball. Yeah. Sword ball. Yeah. No, I think it's blade. I know you said sword, but I think it's blade. Blood of ball. <laughs> well, I mean, ball ball is where the, the that's their their home. So just to show yeah. you how many people are watching Warhammer Plus. Ball is <laughs> and ball right. is life to the Blood Angels. Hey, that's the best yeah. episode on there. I think we've I've gone over that enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it could be sword. Now I hate that. I'm gonna have to Google it right now because you're bothering me. So <laughs> oh, we're gonna about to see who's right. Is it gonna be the husband or the wife? I mean, Blade of Ball has the alliteration. It's I know the- that's why I want to say it, but I think it might be Sword of Ball. No. I feel like they would do Sword of Ball. Like they would choose not to use alliteration in this scenario because <laughs> they're 40k. <laughs> but uh, is, is there? It is, if, sword is there? Of ball. Ah, let's see. Oh. Mother Beeper. Mm. Mm. Husband's wow. right again. Wow. <laughs> uh, Sheldon, is there anyone that you that you didn't get to play that you actually wanted to play? Oh, I mean, I definitely wanted to play Robert. Uh, I really wanted to see how he was playing Craft Worlds. That was like, I needed that matchup. I needed to see how he played, and you know, I just didn't have the time to watch the game because I was so engrossed in my my bearded uh, mm-hmm. time. But um, I really wish I could have played that. I was really hoping to see how those, and then obviously, you know, uh, uh, it would have been great to play Whopper, but I ended up playing Tim and, uh, who was also a great player. But the, the problem was, is when you play Tim, you don't win because he's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever played Whopper before? I have not. No, it's a treat. It's a treat. It's and like it was like pinching my butt the whole time when I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he don't let his wife hear that. Hopefully, his wife isn't listening to this. 
she was on FaceTime <laughs> the first day. Like yeah, I ran into Whopper and she was like, yo, look. And then he showed me like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think overall we had an excellent time. Uh, I know I did. Uh, a lot of players feedback was that they had a great time. So if there's anyone out there that's looking to come to next year's team tournament, we are looking to probably throw it in the summer. Uh, I, I It is worth the trip. I think uh, there's. There are going to be a lot of prizes. I'd like to set a goal at 60 is my hope that we could hit 60 players next time. Well, I hope we hit more than that because I'm pretty sure LVO is going to bust that 60 record because there's been a lot, quite a lot of people that want to go. Yeah. And I'm going to push it there because I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So Shout out to the Freeblades too. I think that deserves yeah. a mention. Yeah, there's a lot of people that came through that didn't have a team and they just well, they showed the up we paired them up with either different teams or we paired them up to, together at the last minute. And, uh, they ended up doing well. Some of them, you know, like they, without, without those dudes, like we wouldn't have had, we would not have had 42 players. Yeah. So. But also, I mean, they saved teams where people just like bowed out last minute because of work or sickness. Yeah. And, like that team got to stay together because of that. So it was the, pretty cool. The blue gnomes actually lost one of their players two days before because uh he contracted covid and they're like hey do we have one extra guy and i was like let me find out you know so we did yeah they saved so is there anything else that you guys want to shout out uh, i'd like to just shout out how cool you all guys are <laughs> yeah Aww. i wanted to shout out your guys's uniform you you guys yeah. showed up in uniform oh yeah and war game we're we're i'm not gonna say it right even though i know it in my head I know it in my War heart, I know games. it in my head, and I'm still not going to say it. War Room Games. There, I said it. I did it. I defied it. Uh, <laughs> you guys brought matching outfits, and I, I want to, sh- you know, I like that Chris Bakke's uniform had to be split between two people. I thought that was pretty fun. I mean, we all <laughs> had uniforms if Jamie had just brought his, you know. <laughs> it's just funny because Jamie walked around with pants that said Bakke on it. it it was funny. They were it was making funny. fun of him on on Discord that he uh, Chris lets people into his pants. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not the. I mean, by far, Bats had the best outfit. I mean, we had matching shirts, but when they showed up and they're like they're jump, they're like little. The hey, some other t- some other teams TNT, came up with some TNT, really nice. TNT, TNT had came really up with cool shirts like eight one eight Legionary. Eight one eight Legionary. Yeah, yeah, because they get it eight one eight. You know, like. Southern California yeah. Valley, Valley, yo. I like. I'd hope to see more of that. We were thinking of maybe providing those maybe next year, but we'll we'll have to see. But like, I I thought that was a really cool part is just seeing people like you know. It's a big thing in forty k, which was kind of what inspired us. Um, also, uh, shout out to uh, Kel team James. If he'd showed up with his kids, they've all got matching uh, uniforms. Which oh yeah, the purple ones. Do yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would like to do three shout outs. One shout out, I would like to shout out uh, the Kill Team stream on Twitch. They are excellent. I would like to shout out our Twitch, which should be coming back with this month. Yeah, I got a new computer, so we won't be bad anymore. <laughs> <coughs> and uh, the third, I would like to shout out all the game stores that supported us by sending teams uh again without you guys we could not have made this event possible either so thank you so much for working with me and thank you so much for with working with squad games uh without you guys you know 
I am just truly blessed to have such a good and good-hearted community. Without you guys, I'm blessed. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Shout out to you, the listener, who's listening right now and hitting subscribe. Like a yeah. Thank you. Subscribe or like rate us. You can rate us five. Follow us on podcast, and you can give us a rating. Rate it one one, one through five, whatever. An Instagram. I mean, hopefully five. (laughs) Saya, tell us, tell tell the tell the people of the world where they can find us on Instagram. Uh, Instagram, I believe it's squad underscore games underscore entertainment uh but it's just a new recent thing that we started up we like to share photos of our tournaments and like the fun things we do there and also posts like when we are releasing new podcasts and everything like that should be great fun we're trying to grow that community uh, on top of um we don't have a twitter right no not yet thank you twitter's in a weird place i mean (laughs) lester's workshop has all those things yeah, yeah Lester's have, Workshop, and you can always follow Lester's Workshop. You can follow Giacomo. He's a war war gaming on Studio, Instagram. War gaming underscore studios. I can't believe no one took that when I started. No, I always look at it. I'm like, such a cool name, man. Such a cool name. Really, I think it's like super normal. Like it's yeah. it's not super descriptive. That's how we. That's <laughs> but, how we all feel. OG, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I mean, you got yeah. on that before anybody else. I mean, I had yeah. kill team stream. Let's let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Right, you 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 understand what I mean? Like I can't believe no one took this before. Like, I I think uh, the other thing about that's cool about the Instagram is if you show up to a tournament and you've uh, you're already subscribed to our Instagram or one of our other social media profiles, oh, uh, I give out. Our YouTube, Lester's Workshop. Yep. Um, but I'll give you a free squad game six inch measuring tool. Um, They're really I mean, cool. to be honest, you could just subscribe when you're there too, but it'd be helpful if you did it beforehand. Why don't you just do it right now? Do it now. Do it right. Just hit that subscribe <laughs> button and be the coolest person in the show. You're probably listening on mobile anyway, right so the links work on mobile. <laughs> Sheldon's a real one. He's he's pushing us hard. Appreciate you, homie. <laughs> Is that subscribe so. button still not hit? Because what are you doing over there? Yeah, and say. if you're not following Kill Team Stream on Twitch, what are you doing with your life? I know. L- living it up. That's what's going. <laughs> extreme Kill Team content. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, uh, Sheldon, you have something coming up, right? In the beginning of 2023, that first quarter? www.killteamopen.com. Get your tickets while I last. We're gonna That's true. They are. Kill Team. They're good. In history. Yo, it's at a mansion, man. That's like, you're, living, you're living the lifestyle now. You oh, get yeah. free dinner each time? Like, pff, in a mansion? Nope. Playing nope. Kill Team? Psh, I'm going. It's kind of the dopest thing that's ever happened. Probably. For Kill Team and all of us. And... <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty and, cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. And if you guys uh if you guys are listening and you guys want to go to LVO, we're running LVO. So if you want to come by, say what's up. You know, you don't have to play, you can just say what's up. You just take yeah. a picture from the doorway, that's cool too. Yeah, and then like tag us. Open.net. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, we're planning, or at least I'm planning on going to Kill Team Open. So if you can't make it to Vegas and you're on the East Coast, then maybe we'll see you there. Or you could just come to both, like a true yeah. champion. <laughs> or the LVO 
prep if you're more Southern California and you know you're staying within your budget. This we, Zelda that's going to be super fun, though. I'm like very excited for and it. And that's at Dark Side Games, correct? Dark Side Games yeah. on December seventeenth. Yep, that's the next one. All right. Well, guys, Thanksgiving's around the corner, and I already asked you about your side dishes. What's a hot take you have on desserts? Pudding pie is the best pie. Why? I hate that. My hot take is I hate that Dakota says pudding pie. <laughs> it like bothers me on such a deep spiritual level. Is that is that not what it is? Like you take like the Jello pudding it's, and you put it in a, a pie chocolate crust. Chocolate cream pie, Dakota. It's not. No, it's pie. not. It's not a chocolate cream pie. It is You're just, just a pudding pie. If you say it. cream pie, it sounds weird. Okay, it's just chocolate. I mean, it could be vanilla or Oreo. Oh, Oreo, cream, Oreo pie. cream pie sounds good. I need that. My hot take is the lava in the middle of a chocolate lava cake. All right. All right. <laughs> and G? I don't really have one. I I love... You this asked thing. the question and you didn't have one. No, yeah, this was this was just for you guys. <laughs> I, lo- I love desserts on Thanksgiving. I mean, too. I've never, I mean, I'll eat anything, even the pudding pie. I usually end up with pumpkin pie, but yeah. yeah. Saya's favorite is pumpkin pie. Which I, had, I had a I had a pumpkin friend pie, apple. who what he did was um, we bought a pumpkin pie for the house, and he had told us a story about how someone used to cut the middle of the pumpkin pie, not like the corners where you get a nice triangular piece. And so he did that one night. He cut like the center, so here's the whole pumpkin pie, and inside there's like missing this square shape. And then our, our other friend goes, who the hell took the square out of the pumpkin pie? Just... A... <laughs> so that happened today. Uh, my buddy Ronnie emailed me, or texted me a picture saying, like, do you think she's going to notice? And it was her, their pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. He took a big bite out of the middle of it, and he's waiting until Thanksgiving he's until, until his dead. wife sees it. Uh, Ronnie, this is uh, it made me laugh. It's a shout out to you, homie. Wait, they already have their pie? No, like, yeah. this week? <laughs> this is going to be sitting there. Yeah, probably somewhere in the fridge. Gonna good, he's probably going to hide it. It's going to be a good time for Thanksgiving. Well, again, everyone, thank you for listening. And you can always find us at squad underscore games underscore entertainment. Subscribe! To, to, to seeing everybody come out to all our future events and uh, future team events and uh this is parappa the rapper out (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) i don't know i just ate a bunch of popcorn earlier and it was it had a lot of salt in it i don't know how healthy that is (laughs) that's like minimum health Brought to you by Bananas and Apples.